As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Plus minus. Curry, way down to Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. <laughs> Plus minus. Curry driving again. Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. Do you hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. Y'all have a great night. I think you got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. Hello and welcome to a uh, late night contract extension edition. Of the Warriors uh, Plus Minus podcast. Hey, Mark, it was we, good enough to get TK out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah scrambled but, out here, man. I had a scramble out here. Uh, I was going to say we're announcing Marcus Thompson's contract <laughs> extension, right? $17.5 million a year. Is it? Not not quite that high, but but unlike Steve, I got three years. <laughs> Ooh. A little more security. A little more uh, security. Um, two years after this year, right? It extends two more seasons at, at, at $35 million. So it's 17.5, which puts them right in that Greg Popovich realm, uh, which is the key number for the market, right, for, for coaches out there. For It's the per year. and it's, it's what he had to get, basically, because it's where Spolstra, where Monty Williams obviously reset the market last year. But um, the more interesting thing, I think, to probably all three of us is the length. Which is two years, which lines up exactly with Steph Curry, and um, in some ways, this is another hint that, like, how they're lining up this era to to be guided off into the distance. That's how I, I, I was curious. Like, I was thinking about this from both ways. Like, it makes sense where it's like Steve is saying, "Yeah, lock me up to here," and obviously. I'm sure we've we've talked about it before, but the money is a big deal to the Warriors. Money's a big deal because it's even though it's not non-tax, 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 non-cap, non-tax, non-cap, but they're still spending so much money on the roster. Like Joe Lacob is like, hold on, man. Like, do we? Well, just like the way they trade Corey Joseph to save a little money here, and like we're just talking about just pure like liquid money that they and they they've done this at the back end of the roster. How about this when they? They know they're going to convert Lester Quinones, but they wait two weeks because it saves them like 900k. Like they penny pinch in a lot of ways. Oh yeah. So yes, you're right. So like, yeah, the money. So, so, but Steve got you know the money he you know he deserved that the market said he deserved. Or TK is this Joe saying? I'll give you two years, and if we starting over, we might be starting over with a head coach too. I guess so. It's it's tough. If 
I say it this way, is he's going to be the coach here as long as Steph wants him to be the coach. And as long as Steph is great and is the central focus. And I don't know that'll be two years, three years, four years. Um, so that's what I think that's just some observation of if it isn't Steph calling the shots, if he isn't an MVP level player, then maybe you want a different coach because you might want to do it different. But as long as he is that guy, it's worth whatever you have to pay Steve Kerr to make sure it's smooth for Steph, it's comfortable for Steph and Draymond and everyone else they're going to put together. And, and I, I talked th- to Steph about this, so yeah. in the athletic, we got some. You got some stories coming? Well, I got stories coming. Well, you give us a little bit of a. Of Steph a, said, no, I, I don't want this deal. Get him out of here. Give, give me uh, Mike Brown. Uh, like, I'll say, Huss. Steph, it's very clear that he would not want to play for another coach. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's beyond clear. Won four championships, and this, the core is still there. I think we've seen a team. I mean, we can say they won a basketball game tonight. By the way, a beautiful, powerful statement by beating the Charlotte Hornets, uh, invincible-looking basketball team. But I don't know that Steve's job was like in doubt a couple weeks ago. You know, when they were nineteen and twenty-four. But I think. It wasn't guaranteed, and Kaminga's not playing, and they're not sure where this is headed. Draymond is who knows. Yep. It was beyond Kaminga not playing either. It was like Kaminga rustling yes, some, yes. some and by, feathers. You might read a call about that from me in, in the next few days because I talked to Kerr about that after press conference. And you know, he understands there was a, there was tension, and they understands that there was pressure. Understands there are people, not just fans, but people in the front office that probably wanted to see Kaminga play a lot more, a lot sooner. But it clicked. Like it was. This is the Steve Kerr poker player. He's willing to wait it out. He's willing to wait. You know, he said, I played Lamb over him last year because Lamb's a better player. I played JTA over him two years ago because he was a better player. Now he's worth it. And it happened at the moment it had to happen in turn for them to change this season. You can say it's because Draymond got suspended. All these things happen. But Steve Kerr, these things happened to him. And it put together what they've got right now in a solid way and where the veterans trust him when the young guys aren't ready he doesn't play them and when they're ready he does and i think that's really important specifically with dynastic guys who you know clay's gonna lose minutes to brandon pashemsky he is and he has to feel at some point that kerr has given him every shot to keep those minutes and i think he does feel that way and it's the same thing with kaminga taking minutes from who you know all the people he's taking minutes from and i just think this is the kerr whatever this is the magic the genius this is what it is a bit of you know a moment when it was in somewhat in question and then right right when he had it happen it happened and here they are looking decent for this season and i think looking pretty good for the next season i think there's a two it's a two season thing and now it's a three season thing because he had another year of his contract and it's just tied to the Steph Curry era. It's the way this continues to still feel like the Warriors is with Steve Curry as the head coach. Steph Curry is the focal point, and you've built in around that. Read Tim Kawakami for the exclusive Steve Kerr quotes. Read Marcus Thompson for the exclusive Steph Curry quotes. I'll Ooh, give, I'll give slater, you. I'll give you. I got an exclusive <laughs> Clay Thompson quote after the game. I asked him about the Steve Kerr extension as he was kind of bumbling out of the arena, and he just said, "Well deserved." That's all. That's what he gave two word quote. There you go. There's a that's a bombshell right there. He said, yeah, "I might as well not even right now." I mean, so what? This is a what is it? Friday against Charlotte. You know they play the Lakers last night. They played the Thunder. They play. I'm sorry, the Nuggets on Sunday. And in between is like this uh, game against Charlotte. Why do you think it drops tonight? Why do you think it happens now that Steve is signed? I. Th- 
I think All Star Weekend mattered. And I the correct I'm, answer was Friday news dump, baby. No, so so I think that you know that 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 break. They all I, two things. I think the, the you know week and eight days off basically was like important for the negotiation aspect. Would be my educated well, guess, and then the other thing I would say is like they're playing good right now. Like it felt like. If, they, if this yeah. had gone another couple of weeks, it might have just pushed it to the end of the season, and then you never know, right? Yeah. So I think the timing was right. I talked to Lake what, almost two weeks ago, and he basically hinted that this was coming. Like, Steve's a reasonable guy. We'll pay him a lot of money. But he's, you know, he was at the funeral uh, at that time or just coming back. So you know, the, the timing wasn't right. Then you're going to go in the All-Star. I just think they knew then that it was looking good. They still had a you know, dot the I's, whatever, uh, and then all-star break was the time for them to kind of both sides and say, okay, well, now we're both set in place for a while. Let's just do this deal, and then maybe it takes a couple days after the break for them to finally just say, okay, we can say that there is a deal, even though they haven't said it, by the way. Nobody officially has said it, but we know it's true. I mean, and it isn't signed, so. Yeah, it isn't signed, so you can't really say it. Yeah, no, I mean, I talked to some people, the, you know, front office people. It, it's done. Um, but I... The bigger question, though, is, like, does this happen if the destabilization of the season is still going on? Yeah. I, like, that's the bigger question. Like, how much did this happen because they're 10-2 and two in the last game, two, 12 games, but also because Draymond is back, because what is happening feels sustainable moving forward, because Kaminga has uh, emerged? You know, be, I think there would have been a push to get it done. I don't know that it would have been done. You know, it's like, like the, or the number would have been lower, or there would have been a debate over the number. I don't think this was like a Bob Myers thing, uh, because as Lakeup said, like Myers was like deciding what he wanted to do with the rest of his life. Myers, Steve left. Kerr, yeah, Steve Kerr wants to coach, yeah. and he wants to coach the Warriors. He doesn't want to go coach anywhere else. Why would he? He wants to coach Steph Curry. He knows Steph Curry wants to, him to be his coach. But I think there was, like, you know, if there was a vote in the, you know, the Warriors front office a month ago, it might have been a pretty close vote. Uh, and um, I don't think they were thinking alternatives or, you know, that's where you go. Like, what would they do if it wasn't Steve Kerr? Like, what would you possibly do to make Steph Curry happy if you've moved on from Steve Kerr? That's where they keep running into, like, this had to be it. The, the, the money terms maybe would have been different. I don't know. Or would it one-year deal? I, I mean... Who knows? But that I, I think I think year. it feels like it's just wild to think of this idea. Like Steve Kerr saves a job in the last twelve games. It, to me, it feels like it's more of these. La- this last stretch showed you that you can be at least pretty good with the guys you have. So to me, if they decided, yeah, we're not doing this, that means you, you, Steve ain't the only one who's leaving, right? It's like we kind of need to start this thing over in that sense. So I don't know if it was like Steve, like. Oh man! If he did, if you didn't go ten and two, you might be out of a job. But they got some proof that this thing could work, and maybe now they're like, okay, if we add a piece or two, now we can get back in the mix. To me, that was the the, the confirmation. It's it's so it's a wild thought to think Steve might be out of a job if if you don't pull out that Laker game. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, yeah. it's not like it's it not wasn't like, like I know, out I know, of I know, a I know, job, but it's like how, you know it. Would, can you imagine if, like, in the middle of Draymond's second suspension when they're, like, 19 and 24 and all this is going on, they're just like, oh, and also a two-year extension. Like, that just didn't seem likely. The Steph, I mean, can we get can we get a taste of, uh, you know, the, the messaging? Or? Uh, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't anything. I'm about to just 
pour water on my on my story. Like, <laughs> Mostly, what you're saying is like he like. I mean, I, yeah, it was just very clear, like that. You know, it would have been a problem if Steve Kerr's not the coach, right? And it more points to this idea that I mean, this as we all know, like everything is tied to Steph, like all of it, and now the coach is, and obviously, you know, Draymond is. Uh, and you know the roster is. By like, the way, uh, Clay Thompson's extension uh, th- offer from the Warriors this past two, summer was two years. Two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all tied. Yeah. It's all tied. It's Although all tied. There's a couple guys who are one year longer than that. Right? One guy, right? No, two. Because Wiggins, and Wiggins, and Wiggins is a player option. But he's well, that's, still, that's, he's, that's, he's, yeah, yeah. Draymond no, is. No, too. but I'm saying Wiggins could be like, you know what? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Draymond's a player option yeah, too. Exactly. Think at Thirty-six. He's gonna be like, yeah. I think I'll test the market. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. But no, it's it's always Steph. It's got to be Steph, uh, and I I do think, not that and you know, it was either or. You you do this or you get fired. But that Jonathan Kaminga came into his own when he did was the thing that just said, okay, this could work. And when he wasn't, is the only time that was like, is this is this how we're gonna do this? And maybe this isn't exactly the way. But you know, I think it would have been conversations. I think like in order to give him an extension they would have had to feel comfortable about what it was going to go and I think it would the conversations would have been fine it just would have been more complicated it would have been like what say say they finished 11th 
You know, Steve Kerr, two-year contract for $37 million? I mean... Which, by the way, I mean, they're not going to finish 11. Yeah, no, this but point, say, they can say still they finish had, like, 10. Say they, say they were, yeah, say, yeah, they could go 10 and lose that first game. I think they feel better about it with Kaminga. They feel better about it with... Yeah, yeah. It's unofficial, unofficial. Uh, and there's there's late night uh, <laughs> reticence from the one. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and I do think like the fact that the money's cleaned up a little bit is some part, not maybe not part of Kerr's deal, but part of the overall picture. Like they are, like says, they're getting out of luxury tax. Like that's a huge thing if they can get out of luxury tax for one year. And it does. It also makes me question that they could build the title team next year, though. I, my sense is they're going to stay in the luxury tax, or they can just—they yeah. they have a way to get out of luxury tax. But like, what if Clay costs another five million dollars to keep Clay, and you're going to go into tax for five million? Are you not going to do it just to keep Clay? You're probably going to do it, uh, you know. Or you can go, you know, whatever to take. The problem is you, you lose a lot of the pieces you would want to use to add players. So maybe they go in the tax, get out of the tax, if- one year. And feel good about their roster for right now, and then next year they go back in the tax. You know who knows? I just I think they feel good about you know moving off a of pool's contract. They feel good about their draft picks. They feel like they feel like they can take a shot this year, and that things are set up for them to have the mechanical levers in place. They can be good again. Maybe not as good as they've been, but a good again next season and the season after that. It's just the overall picture. They're not down. They're they feel optimistic about what's going on. And the Steve Kerr part of this is just part is the you know one little one big piece of of an overall picture. I mean, I I agree that a lot of stuff's in place. I just do find the messaging to Tim about maybe jumping out of the tax uh, interesting because I just like to me like end of the end of a title window teams don't jump out of the tax like you need those extra small pieces that it's, you it's have the to Chris Paul. like that's go. what it is it's like the crisp like but crisp ball yeah, becoming yeah, zero is yeah. a lot you yeah, know Kate, less useful for a, for a title roster than Chris Paul becoming two rotation players yes. you or know Chris Paul I mean? but no you, Chris Paul being Chris Paul can you turn Chris Paul into two 10 million dollar players like you know something like that uh, they might do that and, and I don't they're going to get a big discount yeah. on Clay's money too. But yeah. You, yeah. but you're still in the ta- like I'm not yeah, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. second apron is a lot different than yeah. the tax. But I'm just saying jumping out of the tax is like I just think in their ooh. optimistic vision they think they can get Clay back pretty discounted, yeah. and they and they don't necessarily need to turn Chris Paul into a player. I think that's what they're thinking, and and they're and I think Looney and I don't be terribly mean about. It. I don't think Looney's gonna be on the team next season. Yeah, so he's only you know, three million yeah, guaranteed so on his team. So you wipe out five million dollars right there. So that does give them some, and they don't think that's going to be a loss on overall talent. They just don't, or maybe Joe doesn't. I don't. Maybe Steve wouldn't agree with that, but like they just think they can subtract Chris Paul and Kevon Looney, get out of the tax. I don't know if that the math is going to work exactly because it depends on what Clay's going to make, but they can do that, get out of tax, and they don't think that's going to be a major issue with the roster. They just think they got the players that could fill those spots already are filling those spots. We'll see if that's wrong. It's we'll see if a, they, yeah. it's a delicate dance, yeah. right? It's it's basically not counterintuitive to what they always used to do, right? It was like Kelly Oubre, you know, get the salary salads hey, alive. Get D'Angelo yeah. Russell in here. So they Lake can be was the one, you know, one yeah. to add. I mean, he was the one who wanted Oubre, right? Yes. Like, oh, they, yes. The rest of them were like, no, we don't have to do this. And Joe's like, we got to get Oubre because Clay just got hurt. So um, we'll see when they, you know, believe it when we see it. But he did say it. He literally said, like, we're not only going to get out second game, we're getting out of the tax. 
I just think they don't think that, that would be it's going to be a competitive problem to lose Chris Paul for nothing. I, and they might be wrong, uh, but I think that's the way they're thinking right now. I'm sorry, I was spacing out. Yeah, he wasn't listening. Yeah, um, the game tonight. How about the How about the Hornets yeah, scored 29 first half points? Yeah, that was that That's was just, that was just awful. And the Warriors played like right to their level. How many turnovers did they finish with? Twenty two. Twenty two turnovers. They were kicking. And the not twenty three, which became a subject <laughs> post game because the Warriors could have taken the shot clock. Violation. So yeah, I, what what was that? He was saying it. Did did Charlotte make it? Say they were unhappy about it. No, no question. No yeah, question. yeah. So, so, yeah, yeah, so this yeah. is what happens. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's about 20 seconds left. The shot clock's still on. Yeah. Like it would have got taken down to like three seconds or something like that, and they would have got a shot clock violation. And honestly, play had stopped. It looked like the Warriors were dribbling out the clock. And the, there's even the video of Steve Kerr shaking Steve Clifford's hand, and then both coaches look, and their teams are fighting, and Clifford goes, what the bleep? But was it because of but, that? It looked yes. like it was So Lester. Pajemski no, just throws it over the top to Quinones, who catches it, and you can tell both teams are like, are we still trying? And then Quinones decides to just shoot a, a reverse layup, and Bridges comes over, goaltends it, and then kind of shoves Quinones, then they get into it, and then Grant Williams just sprints into in. the mix to thump and, you know, Draymond Green had plenty to say about that post game. You can go search for that. But uh, Steve Kerr's point was like, if the shot clock's still on, I want them to shoot. I don't want them to just take a turnover. I don't know. It, it was. I didn't think the Warriors probably the Warriors probably shouldn't have shot. But I also don't think you yeah, need to like I try to fight. I about said it. I don't think you know, you don't shoot. But he's a young player. You got. You got the, you know, the Hornets starters are basically still in there. And they were yeah, pressing. Like Miles Bridges is in the, the, the game. Yeah, yeah. Like so, he's in the game. So right. I get, well, yeah, I get that part of it. But, you know, what you do, and again, it's just like it's these unwritten rules, whatever. What you standard you do is you don't take the layup. You just dribble it back out, and then at the shot clock buzzer, you just heave it. Yeah, that's, 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 that's ridiculous. Like, hey, you had, you had all game to stop them. Yeah, like, that's a good point. I mean, I don't just, I just, I understand the players get mad when that happens. They do. They just do. Maybe the Warriors don't. They're saying they don't. I think I remember a time or two they might have been mad. Like a JTA might have gotten mad or somebody. Uh, but, okay. I mean, you do it, you do it, and then you got to understand the other team's got to get mad. I think Draymond focused on the funniest part was that Grant Williams trying to be a tough guy running in. Like, it was mild bridges. I, I try to block it, don't try to score, whatever. But Grant Williams trying to make something big out of it. That, well, that it's also good. the difference between the two. Miles Bridges is a Michigan State that guy also, who, who Draymond obviously yeah. has taken under his wing at times. And then Grant Williams is the guy who, like, didn't he say he was kind of the, the next, next Draymond, Draymond Green or something? Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that a little bit like Gobert, there's history there. He'd been waiting to yeah. barbecue Grant Although Williams he says, on like He talked his stage. way out of Dallas because he, could have, cause he talk, kind of talked his way out of Boston too, right? Boston did not love Somebody his, else made his, that point to me tonight post-game. Yeah, 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 so Draymond was kind of kind to him on that one. But uh, I, I think Quinones did not need to shoot that shot. I'll, I'll, no, I just no, don't think did. it did. Yeah, it just wasn't what you do, but I get it. It was within... You know, you don't know. They're pressing you, and then you feel like it. And if they're pressing you, you can do it. But they stop pressing. It's just like Pazemski didn't need to throw it ahead. But I, I get it. You're just playing basketball. Um, you just kind of live with it. The, the one, the, the funny part to me, the, the, the kind of the aggravated part to me was Grant Williams. He just didn't need to go run in there. Because he had Miles Bridges slightly bigger than Lester Quinones. You don't have to go get his back. It's not like you're worried that Guy Santos is going to go wreck somebody. Um, that part of it was a little was a little goofy. It was like there was no big Warriors like thing. They just was Lester Quinones and Guy Santos and Brandon Pazemski. So uh, Grant Williams is trying to generate a culture in Charlotte. <laughs>
Was it? Would, did you guys find any interest oh, in the so in bad. the in the Curry aspect of the night where you have Seth Curry playing for the Hornets and Del Curry? It, it felt like it was. Yeah, it felt like it was a the. The playoff series was was a bigger version of it. Oh, for like sure. we've we've been we've been through it before. When a few times. when Sonia was wearing like the split jerseys yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. But doesn't Steph usually shoot good against the Hornets? Like he did not shoot well tonight. Nobody and, did yeah. in this game. Uh, but I just think there was a curse set out where he thought maybe Steph's been tired tired of all the All Star and come back and you got these games maybe. Um, you clearly, nobody got up for this game. The Hornets were terrible. Slater keeps telling me that they're this great team recently, and I look at them, I'm like, I don't see anything. I, I never <laughs> said they're a great team. They had one four in a row coming in, so I did I tell you that. that. Yeah, I don't know how uh, that happened. Brandon Miller's having a good rookie year, but yeah. this guy just won't <laughs> admit it. And and he tried to tell me earlier how 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 he hasn't seen any Brandon every Miller great games. Like, every time yeah. he looks and like I'm Brandon like, Miller. And I'm like, how many Charlotte Hornet games yeah, is Tim Kawakami? Is he watching Hornets Magic on Tuesday? You He's know? Calling, so I'm DVRing it, make sure I go back to. Okay, now I've not watched many, but I just him hearing all this Brandon Miller, Brandon He's, Miller. Uh, I, I know, I realize the stats are good, but I just every time I see him, he does this four for fourteen. I just like. Open threes, too, by the way, Slater. There were some open threes. Not his I'm, best night. I'm you sure know, he's good. Charlotte, however, is horrible. What a horrible team there. God, they're bad. They got, I mean. Uh, Have you seen the Wizards? <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to see gonna see the Wizards. Wizards lost by 40 in OKC today. Well, did Poole start that one or no? no, no he's out, so it's two off games. The bench, yeah. Off the bench. Oh, no, it's yeah. like it's an organizational <laughs> directive. Like, he's now their, their sixth man. Interesting, mm-hmm. interesting, interesting. Uh, take a victory. You want a victory lap? No, I just don't think he's. We're just going to yeah. give you the mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna Jordan go, Bull, I'm gonna go you're tough. Th- no, I just think that was. I'll just say it's a good trade, even if Chris Paul doesn't help him much in the playoffs. It was a really good trade by Mike Dunleavy Jr. to get out of that D- deal. Does that. Like how bad of a decision was it to sign him to that deal? Do no, we think? no, that's like people make that point, but like I think knowing Myers, he did that deal knowing that Jordan Poole was a tradable asset. Like you did it to maintain the asset because they were worried that he would get a restricted offer the next year that they could not match. So, like they froze his number and no one Myers like I and he's not the one who traded him because he had gone by then. But he did it in order to continue to have him as an asset and that he could trade him. And guess what? They did trade him. It wasn't for a great, you know, Chris Paul is a really good player. I don't, we'll see what. They traded worth, him but, with the first rounder though. So yeah, I mean, they thought he was like, yeah, no, no, no. Listen, and by was, the way, at the time he signed the deal, like we all, no, like exactly. it, was, no, it was seemed an fair asset. to believe he was It was an asset to keep who did help them win a championship. He was young. Um, and it just getting punched by Jordan, by Draymond Green too. By the way, they kind of owed it to him. To, 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 they, they really did owe it to him to, to, to sign him. Uh, and also, though, I think they assumed at some point they could trade. And they, they've done that before. They've signed guys to trade them, and or just maintain the ability to trade them. Hello, D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell. Uh, mm-hmm. There, there are others. Uh, you know, or even when you know they made the offer to Barnes. The year before they signed Durant, like they made the offer to him, knowing that if, if he signed it, they could trade that. And uh, I think Jordan was a big part of it. Listen, they would hope that he would be good. They hoped that he'd get better. I didn't believe it myself. And when it wasn't better, and the punch was all part of this, but he's not a good. He's not a good player. He's just not a good player. Nuggets Sunday, ESPN, four p.m. tip. Uh, and they Warriors win that one. <laughs> They're, they're going to be feeling very good about this. So they also had, they had a good night in the standings. Houston beat Phoenix, so that's which, another which one. Was, that's that's a tough yeah, result. Miami a tough won loss. in New Orleans. 
Uh, so now the five six are like I think believe five is now four games away, and three losses, seven and eight right? is three games away. Yeah, they beat yeah. Denver. Those teams are going to be feeling it, and then maybe they're already feeling it a little bit. That the the Warriors are coming. That's kind of important late in the season. Like just just the feel of this. You know, they might not. I mean, the odds are they are not going to beat Denver, but maybe. Uh, they were up 18 in the yeah, fourth they, last they, time they Denver was here. They played pretty good last time. We, they played them pretty good last time. So uh, maybe you guard uh, Jokic when he's rolling to his right and trying to hit a three-pointer. But, uh, it, you know, the Warriors are going to be up for it. You know, they're going to be feeling good. Uh, I am I am eager to see this game. Draymond played like 20 minutes tonight. Barely played. That's two games in a row. His minutes were down. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if that was in preparation for a certain big man on Sunday. Two blowouts in a row. This team was just not blowing anybody out early in the year. Yet you correct that it will be, you know, that's that's a fascinating matchup and potential playoff preview at some point. Uh, Draymond against Jokic, where Draymond is now the primary center. They've always wanted Looney to take shifts. And, you know, Looney will probably get a mid-first quarter shift on Jokic. But, you know, Draymond primarily guarding him. Uh, it'll be... It, they'll, be it, they'll be putting Jokic into... Screen action, I'll tell you that with stuff. They will be doing that. Uh, and we've seen the Warriors do that, and we beat them in a playoff series, obviously without the full Nuggets roster a couple years ago. But you remember, like, how bad that – you know, yeah. thinking back how bad that Nuggets team was. was like yeah. Facundo, Compazzo, and Austin Rivers were, like, the guards. Monty Morris. Bones Island, man. Bones Island, yeah. They, 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 yeah, they didn't have Michael Porter. Another guy, TK, didn't, didn't like Do you remember yeah, who their not. backup center who actually played pretty well in that series was? Uh Former Warrior. Yeah. Javel McGee. Nope. No. Was Javel McGee? Uh, it was uh, was a former Warrior, but I can't remember who it was. DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, Cousins. He was nasty Boogie, in that. He, he had some shots. He had some shots. Yeah, Boogie, Boogie, that's right. He had some shots. And then he went out to free agency and got no money. Yeah, the might have been his last team. I think He's it was. He's a podcaster now. So, you know. Yeah, we all are. We <laughs> all are. That's a great way to end this yes. one here. Uh, all right. We will holler at you on the next Warriors Plus Minus. Deuces.